Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Lamed Ches, Babakama 38a, pagination is 75. I'd like to explore two themes this morning. One is the concept of volunteerism versus correct perception of what a mitzvah is. And the second is how to properly comfort a mourner. The Gemara presents them somewhat intertwined. Let us begin. We're on Ahmed Aleph, counting down from where the wide lines begin, about ten lines, at the beginning of a line. The Omer of Yosef, Rav Yosef said, Omad vayemodeid Eretz. Hashem took stock of the world. Ra'a vayater goyim. He saw something and he permitted the non-Jews. Ma ra'a, what did Hashem see? He saw that as a general rule, the non-Jews accepted to keep the seven no-hide laws, but did not actually go ahead and do so. One certainly can consider and try to figure out in what generation exactly did they accept and in what generation exactly did they not fulfill? But that's the idea. The idea is there are seven Noahide laws out there, and they're not being observed, at least by the people who are not observing them. Omad v'hitiron lohem Hashem permitted them. He said, okay, it's okay now. Asks the Gemara, imkein matzinu chote niskar. That means that a sinner benefits. That means all they had to do was not observe, and they're in a better position than they were before. You're supposed to get punished for not observing, not rewarded. Omar Marbure de Ravana, the explanation is Lomar to tell you, Shafilu Mikhaiminoson Ain Mikablam Schar. Even if they fulfill it, they're not going to get the full reward, as the Gemara explains two lines later. Kimitsuva ve'osa, as a person who's commanded and observes. They took it as volunteerism. They took it that we're not obligated, but it's nice idea. So therefore, they're going to get reward only as volunteerism, but not as an actual mitzvah. The Omer as we know, a person who's commanded and does it, there's a deal, that's greater than a person who just comes in as a volunteer and he does, even if they end up doing the same amount, but it's a different relationship and therefore it's a different reward. To a certain extent, people, if they like to be in charge, they would prefer volunteerism. They would prefer not making a binding relationship. It's just easier. There's a famous quote, a quip, that if Hashem really wanted people to keep the Aseris Hadibros, He would have called them the Ten Suggestions instead of the Ten Commandments. Such a concept. But on volunteerism, you don't have a relationship. On volunteerism, you don't have that binding commitment and reward. So what the Gemara says is, 
there were mitzvahs that were commanded to the general population of the world, and because they did not observe them, Hashem said, okay, you're taking it as volunteerism. It's not volunteerism. It's binding. But you're taking it as volunteerism, so then even if you do it, you're going to be rewarded like the volunteerism that you view it as. We're going to come back to this theme momentarily. What is our relationship to mitzvahs, to commandments that Hashem gives us? Let's continue with a different perspective um, that the Gemara shares also on this daf. Counting up from the bottom, at the end of a line, eight lines up, the word Rav. Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda shchive leberato. Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda had a daughter that passed away, Rahmana Litzlan, Hashem should protect. Amrulei Rabbanan Ula, the rabbi said to Ula, Kum ninchame, let us go together, they told Ula, and let us give him comfort. Amaluhu, Ula said, why would I want to join in the comfort that Babylonians offer? Because it's blasphemy. It's against Hashem, the way they comfort. The Amri, because they say, What can you do? That's the way they comfort. We say, And they say, What can you do? It makes it sound like if there was something we could do, we would do it. Even though clearly the death of a person, Rahman al-Islam, is Ratzan Hashem. This concept of Ula is brought in Shochan Arach, Simen Shin Ayin Vav, Sif Beis by the Ramah. And he says, Al Yomar Adam, La'avel, a person should not say to a mourner, Malach Alasas, what can you do? I can't change anything. That's blasphemy. That's against Hashem. It makes it sound like if I could change it, I would. A person, even though it's very hard, but this is the avoda. This is what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to recognize that Hashem loves us and Hashem does things for the good. And we're supposed to try to accept it me'ava, out of love. To, to lead a person in the other direction is not a favor. It's not proper nechama. So, so Ula ended up going on his own to do the nechama velim, to pay the shiva call. Amale, they ended up in a conversation as follows. Ula quoted that Hashem gave a command to Moshe not to distress the nation of Moab and not to antagonize them with battle. And Ula asked, Why in the world would Moshe have tried to bring war or antagonizing this nation of Moab without being given such a directive that Hashem would have to warn him not to do it. Must be that Moshe was working with a Kalvachomer. A logic. 
Omar, he said, Uma midyonim shilobau ela lazarus moav. The midyonim only came in Parshas Balak to assist the endeavor of Moav. Amra Torah, there's an entire directive about Midian, the helper. Sororis Amidyanim caused distress to them, Vikisimosam, and engaged them in battle. So Moavim, Atzman Lokal Shekain, certainly the Moavim, who were the real instigators of the whole engagement with the Jewish people, uh, getting Bilam to try to curse the Jews and trying to figure out ways to go against the Jews. So if the Midian and the helper, I'm supposed to do bad and make problems for them. So certainly for the Moavim that it all rests upon, they certainly are fair game. And that's why Hashem said, No. Not like your thinking is my thoughts. And this is really, it could be it's an affirmation of Moshe's logic, but Hashem works on a different plane. Because I still have two birds, two wonderful people that I need to still extricate from these two nations. Rus Rus from Moav, Amonis, and Naamo from Amon, two great converts to the Jewish people. And therefore, even if your logic is correct, don't do that to Ammon and Moab, because there's still something that has to come to fruition. Said Ulav, Alo Dvorim Kalvachomer. So you have a Kalvachomer here. Omabish Voshte Predos Tovos. You have two birds, the expression, two good people. Chasakadosh Barachabezumas Kadolos. So Hashem had mercy on two great nations, Veloach Rivon, and he didn't destroy them. Bital Shorebi, the daughter of our Rebbe, in Kesherahi, if she was kosher, Uruuya he lots as Mimenadavratov, and something good would still come from her, she certainly would have lived. In other words, what he's saying is you should accept this is Hashem's judgment. So the Mefarshim wonder, this is an interesting type of comfort. What type of comfort is that that the deceased isn't worthy of great things coming from her? That sounds very harsh. So, Rav Moshe Meir Weiss, in his Dafyomi Shir, does a beautiful compilation of the response that the Mephoshim have, and they explain that what he's saying is that if a person still has what to do, they're not yet complete, then Hashem leaves them in the world to complete their mission. But if a person is complete, they have completed their mission, which is a tremendous compliment. Wow, uh, they completed. So then Hashem is willing to take them from the world because they're completed, they're done, and it's time for them to enter Olam Haba, the world to come. So he brought a proof from Ammon and Moab that even though they're bad, they're not destroyed because there's still Rus and Naama that need to come from them. And he infers from that that certainly a good person, if there's still good that has to come, then Hashem would wait. Apparently, what he's saying is, 
apparently your daughter reached her tafkid, and that was the comfort. That's, of course, related to the theme that we often mention, lech lishalom, go to peace, is the greeting given to a live person, lech bishalom, go in peace, that you've achieved peace, you're at one with peace, is the greeting that we give as we depart from the person that we've just buried. We say, lech bishalom, and you should arise to your destiny at the end of days. Now, going back, just one more thought. These two wonderful people are called Paredos birds. Why birds? And we find that the Jewish people are compared to birds and the wings are the mitzvahs. If a person doesn't know how to handle the mitzvahs, so they view them as a burden and they would only do them as we started off the session, volunteerism. But if a person recognizes the wings are a method to fly, to be elevated, to be exalted, it's a great asset. So then, that's a bird in its quintessential form. It's a good thing to have the mitzvahs. And these two people, Rus and Naama, so appropriately get that distinction to be referred to as birds because they're gayrim, they're converts to Judaism, and they are the ones accepting the mitzvahs, recognizing their value, and wanting to be obligated. The basic principle is that the word mitzvah does not mean good deed, although it is. The word mitzvah means commandment. And that's how we started the session that Hashem says He's looking for people to accept the commandment of the seven mitzvahs as a commandment. And if someone views it as volunteerism, then Hashem says, I'll respond in kind, in terms of the reward allocated for good behavior. Yashar thank you for joining.